Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Okay, great, great, great. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Marvelous Money. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Bishop L.J. Guillory, and, uh, you know, my co-host, Dr. Shirley McKellar. She's been holding and dragging this this banner, the old stained banner, for a long time now. And uh, while I'm in California, son, and I apologize, I did not do what uh, uh, Senator Cruz did and run off when the uh, snow came. I've been down here for the last uh, three, four years, uh, trying to make some things happen uh, in the sunny California um, and uh, trying to do some things for our people. And as we've seen, uh, it did work out. We did get Camilla Harris, our, our, our senator, U.S. senator, to become the vice president, hoping that many people can see what is being done uh, throughout the United States with the disenfranchisement of black African people the chattel slaves, the descendants of the chattel slaves across this country. And even though we have milestones, even with this election, we still are in last place because as we continue to move forward, we also continue to move backwards. Yes, it was uh, a South Carolina congressman who stepped forward for uh, Biden and say, hey, listen, Democrats, let's put this, 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 this stuff to bed. Let's go forward with Biden, and Biden was able to go forward. And after that, it was, you know, African-Americans that came out in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in all, well, not just Atlanta, but the state of Georgia, to take back the Senate for the Democrats. But when we look at the whole Cavison situation, particularly with COVID, we look at the fact that our people are the ones who are in last place. Uh, uh, Dr. Eugene Allen from Best of Don, and he is going to tell us a little bit about COVID and what his research will help you to understand in making decisions. More importantly, how we are being left behind. uh, Well, I'm just going to bring him on. Dr. Eugene, uh, you have uh, worked at the emergency room at one of the most recognizable hospitals in the California and throughout the United States, Martin Luther King Hospital in Watts, California. You then went on to uh, open up your urgent cares uh, to help the people in, in the community surrounding uh, that hospital. Uh, and you are my doctor, and, or one of my doctors, and you have helped me through COVID. Uh, welcome to the show. Please take the floor and explain what's going on with COVID and black people. Uh, uh, thank, thank you, Bishop, for the opportunity to get on the show, and thanks, thanks the, uh, for the audience to, for the opportunity to, uh, to speak on COVID. Um, um, I think the proportions of COVID 
um, especially under the new leadership of Biden uh, and with a Vice President Camellia, has has stretched into uh, 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 the minority community uh, pretty significant. Now, is it at the uh, number that we would like? Probably not. Uh, because we don't have the number of voices for our congressional leaders at this point to hear. Uh, however, the, the, the noise we are making, uh, for the CDC at least, that is, um, is now uh, free testing with no appointments available, at least now in L.A., especially in the underserved community. And uh, as I'm blessed, as uh, Bishop has uh, allowed me an opportunity to say, uh, I've been, uh, uh, um, I say, chosen as in our community, which is predominantly minority community through where my clinics are located, as a potential at least vaccine site, um, not, not truly a testing site, which is testing for COVID at this time, but a vaccine site for those individuals uh, uh, that um, uh, choose to come. As you know, the, uh, the COVID infection itself is going down naturally, uh, not because of the vaccine, but because of the spike from Christmas and we've kind of like... Uh, uh, went into a uh, um, more of an area where there's not a lot of crowds and, and, and everyone that's back off in school, and we've gotten better in our face masks and our social distances. So the virus itself uh, is trending down. Uh, unfortunately, though, the new strand, the U.K. strand, is, is taking over, and the estimate is by the end of March that it would be the predominant strand. So if you could say the old guy, the father and mom of the beginning of 11 months ago would probably be moving on, and now the U.K. strand, B117 is what it's called, would be the predominant strand. Uh, and, uh, again, there's this, this resurge and reinfection uh, with this, uh, and hopefully when this new strand comes, there will be equal representation, uh, not only in the minority community, uh, uh, but, but, but in both sides of the spectrum uh, in terms of access to testing, in terms of uh, uh, access to vaccine for those who choose it, and, and access to uh, uh, clinical uh, treatment for those individuals that fall ill to it. Doctor, explain why the the problem and the misnomers with regards to the vaccine. Okay, we have a lot of issues when it comes to our people getting the vaccine, and at first it was a priority with the age, with nurses, with persons that are working with children in schools. Explain what you know about the vaccines, and also go into um, what you, what training you had to go through in order for you to be able to provide the vaccine. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks again. The um, so the first question was uh, access uh, uh, to the vaccine and priority of the vaccine, which they broke down in tier one and tier two. Uh, tier one was the uh, healthcare professionals, frontliners, if you will. These are the individuals who works at the hospital, firefighters, police officers, direct contact for the uh, virus, uh, and those individuals given the vaccine first. The two vaccines uh, on the market currently is the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine. There's AstroGenica, which is the uh, new vaccine that is coming out for our, our potential children, and the Novax vaccine, which they are currently working on now and are seeking to get approval for yet uh, by in the next six weeks. So those are your vaccines. Now, access to the vaccine has uh, been a real issue. Um, uh, especially well, frontliners, because frontliners got the vaccine, uh, and um, and they got the second vaccine. But of the um, um, 
67 uh, million vaccines that's been given, there's only 13% of the population that's had access to the second shot. And so the first shot, which is which is the stage one, should be given between four to six weeks. Here it is. Now these individuals are going four or six weeks into it, and there is no access to the second vaccine. Uh, and therefore, now we're getting the literature that, hey, the first vaccine is better than nothing. Uh, and the the other fallout is if you get the Moderna vaccine and then you turn around and get the Pfizer second vaccine, we don't know. There's no study that shows how effective that is. So we know Moderna by itself is around 94, 95. Pfizer by itself is around 91% effective against the current COVID. But we have no study that tells us if you get a Moderna and then you go back for your second shot and you get a Pfizer, we have no study to tell you what your percentage of being effect, uh, being uh, not getting the virus is because there's been no literature. And as you know, these guys are trying to run with their own product. They're not trying to work together. And so that's a concern because uh, it, when you show up to the vaccine site, you you don't know what vaccine is there. You 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 can try to get Moderna, but it may they just may have Pfizer. If you wait for Moderna, you may not get your second vaccine. And again, the literature is now saying, well, hey, you got one vaccine that's better than anything. The second question was um, the tier two, which was the age of uh, 65 and older, underlying and disease, and elderly. Um, uh, again, the same things are happening. Uh, people are, are getting their first vaccine and having a difficult time getting their second vaccine um, uh, as well. And then, of course, now it's getting ready to get to the uh, general population. Uh, the last question was uh, the training. Uh, this is extensive training, uh, not only on refrigeration, not only on distribution, which means how I get the vaccine, redistribution, which means if, if for some reason this building uh, loses uh, light or electricity and I can't keep the product uh, in a safe environment, I have to quickly be able to get it out to another person. Uh, how to handle if you make an appointment and you don't come to get your vaccine, what to do with that. One vial has six doses of, uh, of potential vaccine availability, and so you draw up the the uh, the uh, vial with the anticipation of the individual is coming, and if they don't come, then you, you have an extra vaccine. Uh, so the there's the the teaching is what do you do if you have a leftover vial? Uh, how to make sure you communicate with what they call their uh, it's a um, that says a computer database to make sure that you don't step out of bound. For example, give a vaccine to someone who uh, uh, is your friend or to someone who's trying to pay you for a vaccine. So they have a mechanism to make sure that you communicate with their database system to make sure that that individual who came got his vaccine, you wrote down the lot number, and you uh, supplied them with the correct information. Um, as now mass vaccination, which is what we're trying to do, they're going to try to do on a global scale uh, in order to um, make sure that there's at least some control initially of um, of COVID, uh, which is, um, is the current stage, COVID, uh, which is coronavirus, uh, or COVID-2, which is the current most of, uh, infectious one that we have now in the U.S. Wow. Okay, so let's discuss what happened to me. I walked into your urgent care 
and your staff automatically knows something was wrong, and you uh, take me, quarantine me, uh, test me, and then um, you come to my home and you you bring me, explain the things that you brought to me, and to, explain to to the people what you did, and uh, you know the 15 days later, what was done after my blood test came back. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, um, I, I guess the best way I can say this is is what makes a best a good doctor is one who's actually had or shared your experience in life. If he's had a bad allergic reaction, then he can talk to you about your allergic reaction. If he's had bad pain, he can talk to you about your pain. In this case, I think God blessed me, even though it was a struggle, uh, first of the year with COVID. Uh, and I myself was down for 10 days um, um, and knew the infectious stage. But through that process, I found out the beautiful thing of having uh, friends come to my aid and phone calls and prayers that allowed me to, to, to uh, uh, fight COVID. The, the understanding of how COVID uh, affects some and, and creates death and some and there's a rebound depends on the amount of stuff, and that's called inoculant, that you obtain. So if you obtain a big inoculant, for example, someone with COVID coughs directly in your face, your viral load, which means the amount that you have, uh, and, uh, can actually be a problem in those individuals with a high viral load or low defense means more of them than you have to fight back. Uh, use the um, uh, don't do well. Uh, the ones that have a higher uh, fight back, in this case your T cells or your own body, uh, then you'd have a better chance of stopping uh, COVID from uh, multiplying enough to take you down. Uh, and so it's during those 10 days is when the fight starts. So I highly recommend that you're taking vitamins and resting. Uh, 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 we won't get into those until I'm actually asked about those. But I highly recommend you take care of your body, especially during this time. If you smoke, you want to cease that. If you're a bad drinker, you want to uh, kind of cut down your habits because the only true fight we had is, is our actual body to fight against it. So um, when I saw Bishop uh, in the clinic, the staff really realized, because we've seen it so much now, being in the inner city and this community, that he was sick, and uh, they quickly uh, took him to room four. Uh, you were very weak, um, even though you're strong and, and hard in mind, but you were very weak. Uh, we went back, and we tested you, and we sent you back to quarantine. Shortly after, you truly did test positive, as we had a gut feeling. It's almost like a mechanic. When you hear or see something so many times, you know what it is even before you have to diagnose it. That's called experience. Um, the most beautiful thing is because of my, my uh, associating with it, I knew exactly the products to bring to your house. I knew exactly the mechanism to tell you to fight back. And I knew exactly what to give you to increase your immunity and your system so you could, you could do well. And, and, and thank, thank God, within five days, after talking to you every day, I, you, 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 you were better. You could talk and without coughing in between breaths. You were able to communicate uh, well, uh, so you, 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 you came back strong. And the beautiful thing about it is that you have now natural immunity, which can add up to six or nine months, uh, according to the literature now, and, and um, you may not even need a vaccine from my 
current understanding, uh, um, uh, but a booster if it goes on in, um, you know, for several years, which we're going to have to learn to live with COVID. But your body now has the same things that they were, we're trying to give in the vaccine, uh, and you have it in its totality. You don't need shot one to get you there and shot two to keep you there. You already have it. Uh, and so if you're, uh, the virus does, the, the U.K. virus uh, comes uh, around, which is going to be our predominant one in the next couple of weeks, you're able to fight it off. But it, 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 uh, the South African variant, uh, variant um, we are not sure yet um, if our current natural immunity, which both you and I have, uh, is sufficient with it because it is, it's, it's dressed up differently uh, is the best way to say it. So I'm not going to get messy, but, you know, I, 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 when I have a doctor like you that's experienced and know what you're talking about, for a long time, uh, the continent of Africa, uh, it was one of the most rare places for COVID. Uh, the death toll was almost nothing. And then all of a sudden, they had their own South African uh, virus. And people start to get suspicious and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. How did it not they go from zero to a stronger virus than what we have and we know now? And n- number two, a question. Um, there are people who look at what was done for me, and, and they're saying, why didn't we do the, the crowd uh, situation, and why, why are we – uh, basically testing people with these shots where we have nurses and doctors that are dying after taking the shot and uh, is are we practicing medicine as they always say we're practicing we haven't gotten there yet and is there truly a patent on this uh, this virus and the the antidote if you will, and only talk about what you, what your research or what you, what you want to share. Uh, I think those are excellent questions, and I address each of them as they uh, uh, came off. The first question is uh, South African and UK variants. The misunderstanding is these variants are new. That is not true. These variants was identified at the same time of March last year when COVID original came out. The truth is, there's half a million different mutations of this virus. There's only three that we talk about, uh, uh, and we're skipping the Brazilian virus, but the three that we do talk about is the current one, the UK one, and the South African one, but don't forget there's a Brazilian virus. Um, And the way the virus, um, uh, what makes it different is the uh, connection. Uh, and and I, I, the best way for me to give you an example is is a Fijian woman, a Chinese woman, and a black woman. They 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 have a different way of attaching to you, if that makes any sense. Or you can you transfer that out as a man. Uh, the South African virus has a different way of attacking your host, your body, which makes it more effective, more more infectious to you. And so your body, uh, uh, by, by the time it realized that the virus is there, uh, your immune system is down, and it, 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 it moves very quickly and fast. Again, that virus has been out here since March 19. 
and it's just new to us because they're just telling us about it. That virus was back here in the beginning. Also, the same thing as the U.K. virus. The virus was back here in the beginning. Uh, the uh, It's just now become a household name to us because it's starting to bother us, but it was back here in 2019. It's the way it attaches to your cell, attaches to you, and infects you is what makes it different. And each of those attachments is no different than different nationality of women attaching to a man or men attaching to a woman, and that's why they give them those names. So the first question was, uh, um, how all of a sudden it came into being? No, it was here. It's just the lack of communication, which is what I'm about and what you're allowing me the opportunity to do, is what's destroying us, that we did not know of it, but it has been here. It's just now starting to make enough noise to make a name, uh, and now that it's coming to our hometown, it's really making noise. The same thing as the U.K. virus. Uh, the second thing is, uh, uh, in, in the question, were, were what's going on with the vaccine? Is indeed the vaccine um, a um, uh, something that's good or bad um, uh, is, is the question. Or um, uh, the vaccine has relevance. Um, um, uh, for those who haven't had the inf- infection, it, it does tell your body, hey, this, there's a COVID in town if you haven't had it, and you need to get ready for it. Uh, that's exactly what it does. And in cases like us, we actually got COVID and who told us it was in town, and now our body has, uh, a, 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 uh, say, let's say, a better opportunity than those individuals who have not been exposed to it. Um, the vaccine um, uh, literature has been hidden. Uh, I will be having an opportunity to have a conversation, uh, but uh, there is a high number of deaths associated with the vaccine that the CDC has has come out and finally gave us the information that uh, since the vaccine, there have been uh, uh, counted 131 deaths. I don't have the literature right in front of me. Usually I don't see anything without the literature, but there's been 131 deaths reported after receiving the vaccine, unlike what the news tells us or try to tell us because they don't want you to be afraid of it, uh, there are casualties in war. Is it a practice was the last thing? Are you experimenting with this, uh, with the vaccine? Well, the absolute answer is yes, that is true because there has not been any studies. There's been a ramp up to get these vaccines out to try to get some some um, some some um, immunity, then you have to be the test uh, pilot. So we they won't know what the vaccine does. Like now, there's no clue on what your immunity will be if you get Moderna first and then you turn around and get Pfizer as your second vaccine. We have no clue on what kind of immunity you're going to have because these two guys didn't share that study together. That sounds like practice to me. And if you do show up and you don't have Moderna and you end up with Pfizer and we don't know what your immunity is, then you're going to be part of the test pilot that shows us what happens if you get a mixed dose of the vaccine. Your literature would then come out to say you got this Moderna on this day or Pfizer, and you got the second one on that day, and then we'll round up that information to say what's the effectivity now of you having immunity if you get two different vaccines. That's called the practice of medicine. So are you actually... Finding out as you go, the answer is yes. So the the it, it, the experiment word may be horrific because there's hope and then there's fear. 
Hope means that 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 we want to defeat it, and 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 fear means the true reality that we're gonna to have to live with COVID because it's changing continuously because it's an RNA virus. It's changing continuously and will continue to change uh, uh, as it mutates. Now here's the part that 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 we're not discussing, and I hope that the audience is aware of this. We are only dealing with the human side of the virus. I do want you to know that animals are affected with this virus. There's a uh, the San Diego gorilla who uh, actually got the virus from the zookeeper uh, uh, mink, uh, which is what they use for mink coats in Holland and Den- uh, Denmark, which is a, a, a Holland area, uh, uh, cats and dogs. Uh, because the same test swab we use to test, hu- test humans in, are are there not not enough to test dogs or uh, animals? We're so busy worrying about ourselves and the mutation within ourselves, and we have no clue of how the virus is mutating in animals. And the literature would tell you that yes, it does affect animals, dogs, and in this case, the ape, the gorilla. And so we don't know what's going on over there. Why we're over here dealing with UK and we're dealing with uh, South Africa. So we we're going to have a a long road ahead of us. With COVID or, or SARS, which is the uh, um, um, uh, um, acute respiratory uh, syndrome, which is what it stands for, a severe acute respiratory syndrome, is what SARS stands for. Uh, COVID two, uh, acknowledging that it's the second one, because COVID itself was the SARS 2003 version, which was self-limiting. This guy is designed uh, to mutate, evolve, and change, and it's affecting humans and, and your pets and other animals that we're not aware of. So no matter how we vaccinate, vaccinate ourselves, we have no clue of what's going on in, in animals. Dr. Allen, uh, how long have you been a medical doctor? Uh, this would be 20-something years at this point. Right. I want people to know that we have the best of the best. And if, uh, you know, it was very difficult uh, uh, when I first uh, went to Dr. Allen and said, listen, we need to get testing. He, out of his pocket, he and his wife uh, started testing people in the city of Compton. And it was, it was amazing because, you know, uh, at that time it was very difficult to do what he was doing. Um, Dr. Allen, you're, you're a philanthropist. You give back. You feed people with turkeys. You write checks. You donate money to 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 uh, school autism. You do so many things in the community, and and you are, 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 are you are an exemplary example of what we are supposed to do as a community. And I want to thank you. Uh, we're going to have you back on the show uh, on Saturday or any other day that you want to do that you want to uh, do the show, and we want to give you enough time to. Uh, expound on all of the information uh, and research that you have done. Um, I'm not going to ask you the question, the tough question that many African Americans out there uh, are, are asking, because uh, you know we, we're, we're we're trying to be responsible and tell them it's you know you got to get this, you got to get these the, the vaccination. Can you please? Um, Explain the vitamins that you gave to me and how you helped me to overcome this COVID-19 and stay alive. Yes, yes, uh, uh, without a doubt. 
the uh, the vitamins needed uh, 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 I start from the alphabetical order uh, uh, will be uh, vitamin D. First, you want to do your multivitamin. Let's agree that you do a multivitamin. The vitamins in excess will be vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D. A lot of the poor people that passed away in the hospital were reported to have low levels of vitamin D. Then we're going to go into magnesium and zinc. Those are the ones that were were of, of high numbers that have shown that, that I I found when I had the virus that, that allowed me and I've also used it with other uh, patients to recover rapidly from the actual uh, um, virus. Um, those are vitamins in abundance. Now I did also add garlic uh, to it. Um, if you have followed uh, any of the literature um, in Chinatown, which is um, uh, here in San Francisco, uh, there were a very low portion of people who actually came down with uh, COVID uh, in Chinatown, San Francisco, uh, elderly or young. Uh, um, a lot of the uh, attributed was their their familiarity with it from the older population coming from China, but and they weren't a mass and distance and staying at home. But they, the uh, suggestions is that high levels of garlic, which is part of their diet, also was an attribute of, of, of fighting off uh, COVID. So I, I would like to say that add garlic to the regimen that I, I just spoke of uh, is very good in helping you um, fight uh, COVID from a vitamin standpoint. Okay. So we're going to we're going to call it a day with Dr. Allen. You all can follow him on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, Doc, we will have you back. Rihanna, thank you very much. Uh, Dr. McKellar, thank you very much. We were going to, we're going to yeah, talk we, to you all later. Thank you, Bishop. We would like to, thank if, you, you. If, you don't, if you have a couple of few minutes, we'd like to uh, speak with the doctor, Dr. Allen, and we thank you for coming back and being uh, on the show with us. I just had a couple of uh, text messages that came through, and if you have a couple of minutes that you can dialogue on, and then we have uh, Dr. Richard Hagney that's on uh, with us as well. He's going to be the second guest talking about COVID. Do you have a few minutes that you can dialogue on a couple of questions? Did we lose you? Okay, Dr. Hagney, come on in, and uh, you're our next guest uh, for the evening. Uh, thank you so much for, for being here. We've, we've had, yes, we've had, <laughs> we've had Dr. Allen on uh, before Bishop Guillory has brought him on. Uh, to talk with us before, and I'm so sorry that uh, that they hung up before we could uh, have uh, just a little bit of a dialogue. But the one thing that I, w- I want to say, uh, Dr. Hagney, is that th- that's really, really crucial, is that we all have to, the scientists, the medical professionals, and I know you've been in, in the medical profession for a lot of years, I've been in the medical profession for a lot of years, and it seems as though that, that we're having different information uh, along the way, uh, and so scientists and medical people really need to come uh, together on on our our message that we're putting out to the community. And I, I agree 100% on all of the vitamins that Dr. Allen spoke about. These are vitamins that I've been taking forever. And I don't take any any form of any medication per se, but I can tell you this much. Penicillin, amoxicillin, those are very common uh, drugs. But if you give mm-hmm. me amoxicillin, 
you're going to wipe me out. You're going to lose me. I'm mm-hmm. going to die because I'm allergic <laughs> to amoxicillin. Uh, but amoxicillin is a great drug that has been studied right. in animals and studied in humans, and you know that's a common drug. You're the pharmacist. You know that's a drug right. that's given every day, all day long uh, in, right. in our country. So, so yes. it's just real important that we all get pretty much on the same page. And then I, I, I was told that the CDC, and this is the CDC guidelines that said, uh, it, you know, you, some people have gotten COVID-19 twice, uh, but they're saying you still need to take the vaccine. But Dr. Allen says you probably don't need to take the vaccine if you've already had uh, COVID-19. So that's why I'm saying it's uh, we're, people are getting a little bit yeah. confused because some have had COVID and then now they're going through their process of taking their vaccine. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Your, to your comments, we thank you so much for, for being in with us tonight. We have a, I think we have all the rest of the, the members on. I don't know if Mr. Arthur is on with us tonight. We'll bring everybody in if he is. Mr. Arthur, are you there? Okay. First Sergeant, there, Mr. Arthur, you are there? Okay. So how about, uh, how about uh, Pastor Cooper? Are you there? Hello. Yes, I am. Good evening. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, great. Thank you for thank you for being here, Pastor Cooper. We're gonna we're gonna get to Pastor Cooper shortly because we have we have a lot of uh, beautiful announcements that we're gonna we're gonna make. But what we are gonna do is we're gonna ask to mute okay. your, yeah mute your phones and, and so that we don't get the background noise until you, <clears throat> you're ready to speak. And then uh, Daryl Eddings, are you there? He should be coming in uh, a little in a little while. So let's, let's and just the continue. line the line that I just muted. I just wanted to let the person mm-hmm. at two one four know if you're coming on to speak, just press one when you're ready to speak, and I'll open your line back up. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. If if sure. if you could get into a quiet area, two one four, so that we don't hear the background noise, and then uh, and then you can come and join us. So let's 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 go first to uh, Dr. Hagney. And Dr. Hagney, if you can bring us up to date, Dr. Hagney, everybody knows he's no stranger to us. He is the he is our co he's our pilot for organizing our task force of uh, black professionals, uh, medical uh, elected officials who are medical as well, and others uh, preachers and pastors and people that that we can get the information out. We're not, nobody is forcing the vaccine onto anyone, but if in fact you want that vaccine, we want to make sure that have that opportunity to get the vaccine. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney, and share with Very us good. what it is that you want I'm, to hear. I'm, I'm excited to be back, and, and it was really, it was very interesting. You know, as I, Doc, hello everybody, it's great to hear the, the voices there, but you know, I start all my presentations about I think we have to put a lot of things in perspective. We have to recognize our creator and creation. <clears throat> and I think uh, uh, there is a need to recognize who the creator is. Uh, when, I, when I lecture to medical students and everybody, I tell people when, when God said it's finished, it's finished. In other words, nothing, man doesn't discover anything. It was all done then. And I think we have to keep it in perspective that uh this creation, one, when did it start, where did it start, and all that, it all started in the beginning. And it just takes man a long time to recognize that. I just want to like put that in perspective. I'm excited about being here because, as I mentioned, we started uh, initiating and developing 
uh, net health care task force in rural East Texas. I want to emphasize rural East Texas and, and the community of color because when you mention rural to well, be national or state level, there is a there there is sort of a disconnect. There is a um, lack of understanding of who are the rural individuals. So I our task force we are we are developing a reputation to be the group that recommend recommend uh, rec- representing rural America, rural America of color. That's a that's a double that's a double level there, and we're very excited about. It. First of all, looking at initial on this this uh, this uh, virus. There was a need to get everybody involved, and so forming this task force, we started with the churches all the way across the board, nurses, physicians, young adults, pharmacists, Democratic Party, Native Americans, Hispanic, the whole group, church, mental health, environmental, agriculture, all those components, of course, when you look at this virus, when you look at our care and health care conditions, these conditions are, when we talk about the preconditions that existed here, uh, prior to the virus, and also that that caused a major percentage of the population to be vulnerable, to be sensitive uh, to this virus, and so that's why we formed this this rural network to have every, even politicians involved, county people, mental health people, because to address this uh, virus and the management of this virus, we have to recognize why our healthcare system is where it is right now, and particularly those who are being affected most. By this this virus is because we talk a little about the uh, the the nutrition and everything, but the, we have to get everybody at the table and everybody's involved. And when we talk about information, one of our major focus we recognize is to have factual information that you mentioned earlier uh, in this program. In that, we have developed a pamphlet, which we really sort of proud of that pamphlet. We are going to. Uh, distributed across the country tomorrow, but is also being translated into Spanish. The reason why that pamphlet is so important, it has factual information that individuals can relate to and understand. That's what you mentioned earlier, all the uh, discussions, and also our healthcare professionals, doctors and all of us, researchers and all of us, as you mentioned earlier, we're going to have to come to a, uh, first of all, we've got to come to agreement that this virus is something we are we're learning about. You know, there you know, there are a lot of people that I'm I'm expect I'm an expert here, there and all that. But all I'm gonna to have to stop and admit we're all are learning about this virus. And this and, and it's so and it's so unique about it and how it how it's responded is is amazing. You know, because yes. you know, when you think about something created something, man didn't create this man not in until another creative virus like this. We can just we we can just forget about that. Because when you right. think about how this virus uh, has been around from the beginning of time in animals, and we just, uh, you know, we just now recognize it. But sure. when you look and see how this virus has responded, this, respond, this re- virus responded like anything else that wants to stay alive, that wants to survive. And that's what the virus is doing. This virus has been told enough to know how to survive. And that's when we get into the mutation components. And, and right. Well, Doctor Doctor Hagney, can I just jump in? You, you're hitting something really, really powerful that I want to, if you allow me, a few to bring out, and and that is that the that coronavirus, this novel virus that we're seeing happening to people every day, 
it, the level of uh, the variability uh, to your immune system may be different from mine, right? If I, uh, and right. thank God I didn't get COVID and you didn't get COVID, but, but, right. but everybody, it does not affect everybody identically the same. Every single one of yeah. us on this call tonight and those that are listening out there, they could get COVID and, and some may not get sick and keep on going and just have to just, uh, just get into a place and be quiet for 14 days. And then some may be in the hospital and end up on ventilator. Some may have this uh, disease process and some may have none. So it mm-hmm. could happen to any of us in any kind of way uh, as, far as, uh, as far as our immune response is concerned, right? That's right. That's right. And that's one of the things. Also, receiving vaccines and everything, no guarantee you're not going to get it again. And so, there therefore, see, this virus, this virus is very new. That's, that's critical for people to understand that we have to maintain the CDC guidelines they recommend until we know exactly, exactly. what this virus is doing. Now, I, you, right. you know, so we need, we have to emphasize that, and we, we and, uh, because we're still learning about this virus. Like I said, man did not create this virus. This virus has an intelligence of its own. This virus, and when you think about how this virus <laughs> mutates, this virus yeah. is looking, this virus mutates from body to body, and so that's whatever it. body that's get it. into, that's what that body, that's what that virus. Is. Attaches and that's where it's growing. So, way affect one individual going to vary significantly from the other right. person. I always told individuals, exactly. you never cook book patients. If you if you don't treat that's all patients the same, well, you know, it's obvious. That's when right. I say I created, I created, then creators all alike. That's exactly that's back, I, that's we, we all have creator. different DNAs, right? That, we that's all have exactly. DNA, and that was if you think about how how smart that was. You imagine if the yeah. creator created all alike. With the same DA, right. DNA and all immune system, in one sure. in one instant it could wipe us all out. So that's a blessing that's for exactly my creator. Right. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah. my creator to let us know that we have a creator uh, more than the creation, and we we cannot exactly. forget that. And we have to recognize this virus. This virus is is, is mutating. This virus is looking right. for the weakest source. We might say, that's why good. this virus on individuals with preconditioned lungs and all organs? affected earlier, yeah. and I hate to say a lot of minority individuals, we get into health right. and all that, and, and our, this health care delivery system. Well, okay, so, so uh, Dr. Hagney, one, one, one other thing. Let, let me jump in here on this. So every year we know that the flu, that there's some people who have died from the flu, right? There's some yes. people yes. who have even gotten a flu shot and died from that flu shot. But there are some people who have even died just from getting the flu. And then we know each year, so it may be the same thing with these vaccines. We may have to have a booster every year from henceforth on because, as you mentioned, this coronavirus is no, it's not a new virus, but these strands are new strands. We've been studying coronavirus forever and ever. That's why it's called COVID-19 because we've had 18 other different strands that they've been talking about and working with for a very, very long time. So I just wanted to Mm -hmm. throw that in there that every year we get a flu vaccine or for the, uh, uh, for those that do get take the flu shot, right. I do, and so so it may be the same thing with the uh, with the uh, COVID uh, COVID and, vaccine. That's, right. and, that's all I wanted see, to bring. Time, Go ahead. That's, that's excellent. See, time is going to be a tell on that. You know, yes, see, sir. we can't say what's not going to happen to this virus because we've done this and done that. We have to give it. We have to continue learning and studying this virus. You know, and and what is it doing? What is it, how is it responding? And, and we, that's where we have to be able to do that. Uh, and, and monitor that. 
And so that's why we have to be very cautious until we know what this virus is doing and how it attached this virus. And even in the different bodies, and we can talk about the immune system. I mean, that's you know, you know, and the body, the virus is t- attacking those systems that has less mm-hmm. response, resistance. So true. Yes, uh, it's always even for a common cold is, is ideal. But the way our immune system works is to maintain yeah. that immune system. And, and and you know, it's not surprising. You know, the, the vitamin D's. You know, that's one factor that I tell a lot of African Americans. African Americans know to have a, a, a low vitamin D's. So even going to your mm-hmm. private doctor, there are a lot of these. See, there are a lot of these tests should have been should be made. It should have been made in individual a long time ago. I want to make sure. a, I want to make a statement about our current healthcare delivery system. You know, our current health delivery system, care delivery system, is a fault for what we're seeing a lot happening right now through what we talk about equity and the disparity of healthcare. That's it. You can you can almost you almost can track that back to how a certain individual treated historic in this country. You know, if you didn't, and, and so there are things you need to do with these individuals when you see them as physician. So that's why we research not also the equity and disparity of healthcare. That's why we put all these people on the task force because we have to address the disparity of healthcare and we have to use the equity to identify where those weaknesses are. are. And from that data, that's what we need. And, we need more data. Yeah. We need everybody. Yes, please we, do. We, once we get the data, then we can make a conclusion because, you know, exactly. that, and that's, that's why the task force and everybody reports or has someone responding we need that data, you know, and like we said earlier, from you know, then we can use then we can use that data. But why right? Why we shouldn't start right now? We we don't have a lot of that data. We're sort of hitting and missing. What our research people have to do, they're going to come to the, they're going to come to agreement and be and agree on what they're saying. Because right. well, uh, I'm it, telling it, you, it, Dr. Hadney, I'm going to jump back in there a second. Uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, the equity. Uh, Mr. Arthur uh, brought that up, uh, I think, on our week before last show, and we were talking about uh, equality versus equity. And so he mm-hmm. brought up equity, and I brought up equality. And so my my ideology on that is that it's the opportunity and the resources. Even though we may have the opportunity, but if we don't have the resources, we're still in trouble. And so yes, that's what you're talking about with our people, in, in particular African Americans in the healthcare arena, who actually is not having uh, equal opportunity because they don't have the resources. And we can even talk about that. And we're going to talk about this, this a little bit on this pandemic that we're, that we're in right now, that we're still in, and that's the power mm-hmm. outages that we continue to have. But oh, I want to God. say this one thing, and I'll give it back to you, is that I, I don't recommend that people mix these vaccines. Uh, I, I took the Moderna, and so I, I would not have, I would not have, and I ask what do we have? Which which drugs do we have? And I knew because they came through the city, I knew we had the Moderna, and I knew the hospitals mm-hmm. had the Pfizer simply because they had that refrigeration, right, that you guys require, right. that they right. were able to store in staff. Well, we didn't have that within the city, so we had the regular refrigerator. But I don't suggest <laughs> that people mix Moderna with Pfizer, with AstraZeneca, with Jensen, with oh, no. the Day and Johnson & Johnson that's coming out. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with that wholeheartedly when that was mentioned earlier. So these sites that are administering these vaccines, they have to be organized. You know, you know, they they have to have the data, they have to have the information, and there's really no reason 
why someone's mixing a Moderna and coming back with a right. with a Pfizer. No, they're they on organized that they're a site and they only getting that's back to organization of all these sites. That 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 they have sure. to be very organized for his data, uh, and also for the information. So I don't really see any reason sure. for someone to mix yeah, just those two. I bring in. To mix go, those go two, uh, and, and they have to be very careful when they do that. That gets into the data, and, and so I wouldn't right. want to you know, people to do that when when the option is to have one stick with the one. I mean, stick exactly. with one. That's my that's my recommendation. Yeah, Mine I wouldn't. Too. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise that at all. You know, no, in other no. mixing and, and wasting well, medication. You know, there are certain chemicals. There are certain chemicals we don't mix one with the other. Correct. So it's really well, a no-brainer. Right. Why Go would ahead. you sure. want to do? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to bring you in just a second, Miss Arthur. I'm going to. You're, you're yeah, next. That, okay. I, I just want. Well, that's, I want to leave that on the table. There is really, I don't see a really major need why you would mix the two. Yeah, right. and that, that okay. has to be really, you know, they could, you know, what, that's my recommendation. There's no okay, very good. Mr. Arthur, come right on in, Mr. Arthur. And then we, yeah, we have yeah, uh, everybody doing, everybody going doing tonight everybody and made it through the cold, through the frozenness. Yes. And look here, the only way anybody going to be mixing them up like that is if, is if somebody that somebody's out here bootlegging, uh, bootlegging. Mm-hmm. You got to be bootlegging oh, to do that. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, because Good you point. go to get the shot, you can't. It, it ain't like you just walking up and say, "Give me a shot." It ain't how it goes. That's not how it goes. And okay. and you would have return date because the only two that's out there now, both of them have you don't have return date. We have to come get a second shot. That's right. So there ain't no right. matching. Ain't no mixing yeah. matching. So if anybody's yeah. out there doing that, it's because somebody bootlegged. I'm telling you what's going on. They they bootlegged. <laughs> well, okay. yeah, it ain't no well, screwing it up. That's why people need to go to, so I would say, approve or recommend recommended sites for people doing it. I wouldn't just come out on the corner and say, I'm That's doing right. this. I would That's recommend right. every site. Make sure, I would say, let's put it this way, it's an approved site. And yes. hopefully sure, by sure the that. state or health, and your public health department, there are enough professional health care individuals, whether the health departments or state groups mm-hmm. can certify and make sure doctor hospitals they can make sure that's a pro, uh, proper site. I wouldn't recommend anybody going to a site that's not. That's well, let me tell you what I was one. saying. Okay. Let me tell you what I was saying. Okay. Uh, the, down okay. in Mississippi, down, I was looking at it on the news. Down in Mississippi, you, you got people coming from out of state. You know, these are basically, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know old white people, folks and stuff, coming out of state from the surrounding states, coming into Mississippi, Getting shots because they say they can't get an appointment in their state. Now you got black folks in Mississippi that can't get a shot, and they inviting folks from out of state to come get a shot. So you got that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, now he said, now, now the guy that got the shot, he, he said that he said he had COVID, and, and this old country guy, he said he had COVID. He <laughs> said they get, he said they gave him the stuff they gave Trump, and so now, you know he, he said he got better. And so forth, and so on, and so and so. Him and his wife drove down from a neighboring state to get a shot. So you do have that kind of stuff going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But even then, but even then, but even then, they not stupid enough to come get, <laughs> you know, to come get well, one. Well, we, get, we have something. Get yes, we have something called uh, um, tourist uh, vaccine uh, vaccine yeah. travelers or something like that. Yeah. 
chief. I mm-hmm. can't remember exactly how they term it, but we we've had people come in from San Antonio, come in from Austin, and and yeah. Dallas, Fort Worth, and I brought that, and even Louisiana, I brought it out in council that. Uh, that we we need to vaccinate our people here locally. Those that want to be vaccinated, people are on three and four different lists, hospital lists. Exactly, the, that's uh, what I'm saying. Net health lists. They try. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm not with that. I was in South too. Nash today. I'm not with. Yeah, I was in South Nash today. Black Jack Pizza. And uh, 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 her son was talking, and he was saying, you know, he's front, you know, because they have frontline workers business on. He said, hey man, he said, you know what? He said, we're still trying to get, he said, we're still trying to get a shot. He said, but, you know, he said, but we can't get one. He said, seem like to me, and, and, make, and we'll talk about it, if, if you know black folks are the ones that need to get the shot, then, then, then you shouldn't be having no age limit on black folks if that's who you want to get the shot. But you're going to put us in that kind of queue, and so in the meantime, ain't nothing happening. In the meantime, our life expectancy to drop three years. Yeah. You know, so, I'm glad you mentioned that. That came up in our that came up in our Zoom that came up in our Zoom meeting today, uh discussion about uh age and groups and everything. That was you know, back to minorities, that's why we set established a rural a health component because of those small rural areas that's not getting in those lines, they're gonna be missed. So that's why we form and I would recommend this task force across all the southern states. Because they work in yeah. Texas, they work in Mississippi, they work in Alabama, because we have all yeah. these components involved. And you, well, and all well I need to see involved. it work in Texas. Well, I need to see it work in Texas first. But, I ain't well, see it work in Texas. Well, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we're dealing with in Texas. We talked about that today. Uh, well, that was a question that came up about the age deal. Uh, I would say, you know, if someone coming out collecting everything, we're basically not going to turn them down. That's, That's right. That was our recommendation. There, the gentleman right. on TV last night, I think he's a mayor of, I think, Long Beach, California. And he was <laughs> talking about the success they have in that city, even to school. They basically didn't, they, they didn't follow all those guidelines. They almost, don't quote me, they almost gave everybody a shot and showed up. That's what we're talking about doing at these sites. Now, the problem we're having, we have, we have identified 20 uh, community sites, and we have another 15. But the question we had today, of course, I always had was that with this, because the state act sought access to do this, to identify these sites, because they knew they had problems getting into the minority rural area. So we've done Correct. about these sites. But I, I asked the guys today to confirm that the state going to follow suit, follow up with their, their, their part of the bargain. And he could not tell me, this is the state of Texas now, and he, was, he, could not, he told me he could not guarantee that the state of Texas is actually going to make available those vaccines that we're identifying in these rural black communities. Now, well, what the main thing, Doc, is we need to document it. We, we need to document whether well, they do it or well, not. We, we, we need to be aggressive about asking them to do it, and we need to document it so when all this is over, we can go back and exactly. talk to them about it if they didn't do the that's right a, thing. That's exactly what that's exactly what, what, what That's where we are. That's where we are with it. That's where <laughs> The disparity yeah. in our community, we need to track the data because I, we have a couple. I know we have one pr- a private black physician. I, I need to. I should have called her today. I don't think she received a vaccine in her office. She's a private black physician. That's right. And, that's and right. She has Hispanic and, 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 and I think that's so what Doctor so Allen was saying. That that's what Doctor Allen was saying tonight. The difficulty that he now here we have physician this in private practice. There should be no reason 
why any physician in private practice should not be right. able to get that. They got the nurses right there to give the injections. They got the physician right, right there to, to write the order for them if they need, because you have to handle it very differently in the physician's office in comparison right. to us doing it out there in uh, the health department uh, arena. Right. It's just exactly. they, they become a patient when they're in the physician's office, whereas when exactly. we have the community doing it within the city, uh, you are a citizen that's getting that. Uh, Doc, mm-hmm. I want to bring in, uh, we, we got two very special guests. One of, one, well, both of them really are no stranger to this uh, network, but we have some amazing um, announcements that we want to make tonight. Uh, and the reason why I wanted these gentlemen to come in tonight is because simply a lot of this stuff is political, whether we want to accept it or not, it is exactly. indeed political. If you look at the mm-hmm. number of people in America who have gotten the vaccine, it's been about 7% of African Americans who have gotten it and about 60 plus percentage of Caucasians who have gotten it. And we can look right here among us and tell you the lines that are Mm -hmm. out there and who are, who's in those lines. And so uh, I want to first, I'm going to bring in, uh, let's bring in uh, a pastor, uh, Michael Cooper. And then, and then we also going to bring in uh, first Sergeant Daryl Eddings. Everybody knows him by first Sergeant uh, Daryl Eddings and Michael Cooper both uh, pressure lines. Um, um, yes, yes. And I want both of them in here at the same time because we're going to talk turkey this evening. And we just appreciate people stepping up to the plate and deciding to help us in this country to have that equity and equality, opportunity mm-hmm. and resources. And then we're going to see how they're going to be able to help uh, us. Uh, in the great state of Texas. Pastor Cooper, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you all for okay, having Sergeant, me. Good to good, hear your voices. Yeah, First Sergeant, good. You there, First Sergeant? Yes, I am, Dr. McKellar. Okay, great, great. Okay, we're going to start. Let, let, let's start, Pastor Cooper. I want to hold you right there, and I'm going to bring uh, uh, Daryl Eddings in. And as I said, nobody, he's not a stranger to anyone. Uh, He was my backup. He was my detail. He was my security uh, when I ran for Congress and when I ran for uh, council as well. So he's been been around a long time, member of the uh, Coalition of Black Democrats, member member of the Democratic Party. Uh, retired uh, U.S. Army, a non-commissioned officer, uh, worked also for uh, as a federal marshal for the federal government. He's a federal guy and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the state level as well. First Sergeant, I would like for you to share with all the listening audience out there what it is that you want us to hear from you tonight. Go ahead, First Sergeant. I want to thank Dr. McKellar uh, and, and, and the remaining staff and guests You know, this is truly an important thing that we're all dealing with, and we need to truly understand. And how I play a part in that is I'm stepping up to the plate because I am a person of being a troubleshooter and making things happen. Being a part of Dr. McKellar's staff, I learned the political game, and now I want to step up, and I am running for U.S. Congress District 6. Yay! 
Hey. All right. Is that against Louis? Is that against Louis Gomez? <laughs> no, I, I no. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me make it clear, folks. I, Tell him where you live and all that. Whatever. Go ahead. I live in Midlothian, <laughs> Midlothian, which is uh, Tarrant County, Ellis County, Navarro County. Um, mm-hmm. The late, the late Ron White who recently oh, passed yeah. away because of mm-hmm. this issue that we're talking about, people. Right. The yeah, issue it. that we talking about has it has no it will take anybody and everybody. So it doesn't make a difference how much money you got, how poor you are. We are all on this equal line that you've got to take care of yourself. He had mm-hmm. issues, as we all do in one form or another, we all have issues. But he was battling cancer, and when he came up positive, two weeks later, he passed away. Hmm. Folks, we got to get more serious, and I want to step up to the plate, so I am running as a Democrat. Let me make that very clear. I am running as a Democrat, a conservative Democrat, that wants to take care of this issue and fight for the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that Good. announcement, First Sergeant. Let, let me just jump in a, a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, First Sergeant is actually the only person that's on this Democratic ticket who has always been a Democrat. We know that we have a couple people out there that have voted in the uh, Republican primary, but he is a Democrat. He's always been a Democrat. Uh, he's a, he's responsible when it comes to finance. He's, he's just a great leader. And Mr. Arthur can tell you this, that we are trained, uh, trained to lead, and uh, a lot of us are trained to lead, but, but specifically I'm talking about military personnel. That is one of the key issues and the key things with us as military personnel or prior military is that we got that detail training. And so as a mm-hmm. first sergeant, he was in charge of taking care of the troops. And, and mm-hmm. let me tell you, whatever, and he was my personal uh, per, uh, soldier who took care of this officer as long as I've known him. He was my personal first sergeant in the military. So I support him 100%. I know his background. I know what he's made of. I know what he can do. And I was excited when, when we talked to him about it, and he mm-hmm. said yes. So that's, right. that's his announcement. And now let's go over to Pastor Cooper, and then we're going to have a dialogue. We're going to go right back to some of the issues that we're talking about and see how they're going to be able to help us because right now, we're in not just one pandemic. We're in a lot of pandemics. And now we got a that's new right. one that has just happened to us in Texas, and that's the power outage. Right. And then we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, Pastor Cooper and uh, Mr. Darrell, and see how you all can come in and help uh, Dr. Hagney to make sure that throughout East Texas and Texas that if people of color want to get vaccinated and improve our health care system and all that because Texas, even though we talk about Texas is great, right? The big, great state of Texas, but we're the lowest, mm-hmm. we're on the lowest end of every major mm-hmm. issue yeah. there is yeah. in this nation. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. uh, Pastor Cooper. But, and you all are, are, are nailing it tonight. And so that's the reason why I'm enjoying the show. You know, sometimes I get on here, 
I want to jump in, but then sometimes, you know, you listen and you learn. Uh, so this is great information. But there's a word that uh, comes to mind tonight, and uh, Brother Arthur always is in my ear, uh, and, and that word is systematic. We, we have had systematic failure, uh, even with uh, the power outages and all of the other things that's going on in our uh, communities. And it always seems like uh, those issues land in our black and brown communities the worst. Yes. Uh, yes, we even discover in, in, in some of these areas where the constructions are in, in our neighborhoods that the, uh, the the fitting, the plumbing equipment is subpar that even when it freezes up, it just cracks and, and falls apart. We, we, we're going into homes and checking them out and doing checks and studies. We find out that it's subpar equipment that's been I mean, so it's just systematic, systematic failure when it comes to the rollout of the vaccine, systematic failure when it comes to healthcare, systematic failure. So my brother uh, there, I'm not, my, now my new brother, uh, I'm coming to Tarrant <laughs> County again. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know a lot of folks yeah. out there in Tarrant County. I, I would support your campaign. You know, as a candidate myself, uh, governor of this great state of Texas. Uh, yes, and like you say, well, is he crazy? Why does he go for these huge seats? Because when I look at systematic failure, I Google, you know, I thank God for Google, and I see things like uh, the past 20 years, the state of Texas in the top-tier positions have been held by Republicans. Now, watch this. Nothing's wrong with that. The difference is, because I heard him say that he's a conservative Democrat, which means that there are certain values, and I just had an interview this past week with uh, Beaumont Enterprise, local papers, Houston Chronicle, and, other, uh, and, and uh, uh, Channel 11 uh, News in Houston. And when they were doing the interview, I reminded them, I said, being a Texan is complicated because there are values. Uh, uh, Brother Arthur always talking about the voice of moral authority. There are values that we, yeah. we were raised with and reared with, you know, and they said you come from good stock. But at the same time, love never fails. So when folks didn't, didn't uh, have the same values we have, they're still human. And we still show them love, and we don't treat them a certain kind of way because they don't agree with our values. So it's complicated growing up in the state of Texas. So, but this is not complicated. This is this is plain and clear because when I look at your governor all the way down to justice of Supreme Court, uh, all of them are Republicans. So that means they they're, they're sticking to their script and they're not looking or considering anything else, which is the reason why we had the problem with Arca uh, this week. And these things yeah. are coming up. But anyway, I'm I'm breaking breathe for a second, but whew. <laughs> you you on point. You on point. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. I mean, you're telling the truth and the people need to hear it. The sooner they can get yeah. it realized, we can move on. You know, that's, that's what right. Dr. was talking about. Absolutely. So and, you know, ahead. and I, I talked to my, my sister. I have so many sisters and brothers now across the great state of Texas. And it used to be I had to rehearse the name and, and, and put the face with the name. And the name. No, I, I mean, I know their voices now. I, I, I know their passion now. I know their desires. I was in uh, north side of 16 yesterday with a wonderful congresswoman, Sheila Jackson Lee. I adopted her as my congresswoman. Uh, there's some congresspeople <laughs> in uh, District 14. I don't claim them. So I go to Houston and get fed. Uh, uh, Al Green, uh, uh, yeah. uh, our Texas State Senator, Boris Miles. Uh, um, That's right. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Ron Ellis, Harold Dutton, and all the Harold Dutton was standing in front of me yesterday, and they're asking the bill of the George Floyd Act to make sure it gets passed in Austin. Then we make sure it gets passed, even though we have the votes in Congress. But we still want to make sure, and we want to let them know that we're here. 
And, and the, the statement I made yesterday, I said, yeah, but we have a lot of bills on the books right now and laws on the books right now, but they don't utilize them because we're not in position, First Sergeant, to, to uh, make sure that the, the mandate is carried out because no one's paying attention. Uh, they know that we're at home, we sleep, we get mad as African-American and, and brown folks in the community, and even our uh, uh, Anglo brothers and sisters. We get mad for a second, then we go sit down because we're frustrated. And we get weary in our well-doing. And we are doing well, but we have to continue to stay woke, continue to push, and stand up and, and, and fight for these positions. So I thank you, salute you, thank you for running for Congress. Great. Yes, so, now, so now your announcement is what, uh, Pastor Cooper? <laughs> well, I, I, I've come out the closet. I, I'm announcing that uh, your so candidate funny. for governor. And let me explain this also, because some people say, well, he's running for this, running for that. No, let me back you up. Uh, I, I've been uh, a supporter of the NAACP Lifetime member since I was 17 years of age. I was a uh, automotive executive uh, manager in, in the top one and two tiers for 30 years. You you go do a Google search on that. Uh, that means general sales manager, general manager uh, for an a Anglo owner in the south, uh, in the uh, middle of Viber, Texas, Lumberton, Texas. These are my customers. Uh, these are my clients. And I had to earn their respect and their money. And so I'm proving tried and true. So, uh, I had a question. Uh, they say, how, how would you deal with a Republican Senate, a Republican uh, body, a Republican House? I say, well, just the way I, I lived by them, just the way I had to deal with them uh, when I had to uh, do business with them. I had to earn their respect. And that's what we do. So I need someone that's going to be in these offices like, it sounds like to me our first sergeant uh, is retired from military and probably had another career. So he's proven, just like Dr. Shirley McKellar is a retired nurse and, and like Brother Arthur has taught school and has other lives. And so you're proven. I have an issue. And, and why well, should that mean that you can't be a career politician and not serve? But at the same time, when the only thing you've done is politics, that means you've been trained by the wrong folks, and I don't like that trick. So I have issues with that. And I'm call it out. And we have been I'm, with the I'm, people. I'm we have been yes. with the people. We know what the people want. Yes, we know what the people want in a matter of five minutes. We know Come what on. they want, and we tell them the truth. They know where we're coming right. from because we, like we speak from the heart. We speak from the heart. And they respect us even when we tell them that they are wrong because you said that you're a conservative Democrat, which means that a lot of folks don't agree with you. So my point is this is that even if I got Cush uh, Bush, and I'm going to get real country, y'all from East Texas too, y'all don't realize that. My, my, my DNA is from East Texas. Even when my Cush Cush and I'm out of sugar and I just put milk on it, I'm still feeling your belly because I got something warm and nourishment for you. The problem is people are eating kush kush without the milk and the cornbread. They're just eating sugar. So so mm-hmm. we can't sugarcoat. Sometimes we have to tell you, even though you worried about the Alabama to TV issues in 1950s and stuff, and you okay. didn't read okay. about it, don't know about it, you just know what somebody told you. So, so yeah, what we have go. to do is make sure that you get your vaccine and get vaccinated because people are dying. So stop telling me about yeah. uh, the issues of the Tuskegee folks. I'm telling you that you need to get vaccinated, and a lot of folks don't like you telling them what to do, but I'm telling you that you need to get the vaccine. Okay. For the record, I have my vaccine, and I'll be getting my go. second one on the 24th. Yes. At at Fort Hood at Dornell 
at the recreation center in Dornell, I will receive my second shot, people. So trust me, when I approach you for your help, just know that I'm good to go. Good to <laughs> Let go. Me ask the governor so we can talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me ask the congressman and the governor a question. Sure. Congressman. Sarge. Sir. Sir. Yeah. Hey, 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 first you. Okay, okay. You say you've been serving, okay? Because that can mean a lot of things, depending on what you're talking about. Uh, so, what's your position on, first of all, police reform? What does that mean to you? And when you hear the words uh, uh, "defund the police," is that a is that a trigger to you, or do you believe that they actually mean defund the police? And and remember when you talk when you're talking to a police officer, remember that. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Arthur, <laughs> you're talking to a federal marshal. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that. Well, wait, out. he said, well, yeah, that, Go that, ahead, that, that he, he, He's still a human. He's still a human being. So, <laughs> yeah. so to answer your question, and and let me give you a little a little more. In the 29 years of the military, my last duty assignment was military police as a provost marshal as operations police chief. My civilian job is with Department of Justice, air operations. Now, to answer your question, no, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it because we need the police. We need the police and we need them trained. Okay, my question is multifaceted. So, 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 which part of my question are you answering? We're going to let him have the whole story, Mr. Arthur. Let him, let him tell. You, 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 you know, the one thing that I can tell you that people, when sometimes when people ask questions, and Mr. Arthur knows this, they have to build, they have to build up to that answer. Uh, so right. lay, lay, lay your story out there first, Arthur. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you want the, the answer to your question and you just want it in, in simple three words, the answer is no. I don't believe in it, but I want to hold individuals accounted for. And if they cannot be accounted for, then I am fully supportive of prosecution. And do you understand that word when I say prosecute? Because I want to hold individuals accounted for. Back in the day, Folks did the job, and they were not feared for their life because they walked and talked. They were on the streets, and everybody had an understanding. If you were a crook or you were good or you were bad or you were indifferent, at least you understood the blue. So to, to take anything away from law enforcement, they barely have what it takes to do the job. So if you do anything less than that, then you're take you're feeding into the game and you're feeding into them not being educated because if they're not educated, that's the first thing that anybody will do in a civil lawsuit is they revert back to their training. So personally, why take away Anything because that opens them up for lawsuits. 
Okay, help me define. Okay, can you define, define the police for you? Pardon me, sir? Can I define? Okay, I said, can I define, define the police for you? Because see, Please. see, it's just a misnomer. Okay, oh, <laughs> look at the misnomer about defund police means to take money away from the police and leave with that. And that's not what it means. It means to re- actually a better word would have been reimagine the police. In other words, in other words, you know, you know, divert funding or or you can add to it, uh, but to add social services, send the proper people out. To, to take care of the proper situation, that type of thing. That's actually what it means. But do you know, Mr. Arthur, let me jump in for a second. Do you know that there are people who do not actually understand when people say defunding the policemen, they're not, right. they're not actually talking about taking the money. They're talking about rearranging the money. But there are some people that think it actually means let's take these right. funds away from the police officer. And that's what First Sergeant is saying. I don't want you to take the funds away from the police officer well, because they barely have enough funds to operate with what they're doing yeah, right now. Yeah, Go ahead, Jim Clyburn. Okay. Yeah, Jim Clyburn, he, he, he compared it to the burn, baby burn. <laughs> Okay, and how did that how did that work? He said he he, he said that he he said a Black Power movement will you know like they was going a certain direction everything and then and then and then and then the phrase "burn baby burn" got coined. And he said that uh, he he said that the you know that the right you know them folks that didn't want they used that against the movement to to become more violent with it. So when they did all that violent stuff, it was more acceptable. So basically, what he was kind of saying was. Defund the police, give gives the uh, uh, you know the conservative movement, whoever it is, the you know to, you know a, a cudgel that they can take and say, see there, they want to defund the police. When in reality, yeah, you know what we're saying is oh. hold the police accountable, just like he said. That's hold it. Them like, accountable. like first sergeant said, hold them accountable. Uh-huh, yeah, just like he said. Right. You, you know, uh, right. uh, 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 you know, reallocate the resources so they can go to the right. uh, uh, proper places. Okay. You know, don't send you know. Yeah. 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 Police yeah. Go, with no, uh, no case. May, may I have a request for the two gentlemen running for office? Sure. Uh, yeah, that, when, when we look at our health care system in this country, it has not improved. Uh, when we look right. at what this virus has done to African Americans, uh, life expectancy in three years, less than six months. That's frightening. Right. See, uh, when I, when I, at some point in time, I would like to uh, uh, present to you guys our, our task force layout that would help because we have to do something about our health care system in this country. And uh, okay. the virus is shown. Uh, let's pause there. The virus is shown. Hey, doc, let's, the virus is shown. Let's, let's, pause there. Shown. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. One Sunday afternoon, yes. get on the Zoom, let's lay it out. And we, we can't wait till we get in office. We need to work on these things yeah. now. And that's what we go. did yesterday in, in Houston, Texas. And that's what I'm learning is that and I've, it's taken me four and a half years to learn this, is that I'm not waiting. I'm writing policies now, and we're sliding bills out. There's a guy in Lubbock. Uh, we have a bill now, say something, do something, just like the same deal with the George Floyd Act, where if an officer right. sees something, we're going to hold him accountable to do something. When that's the same thing if someone gets raped. There's a, there's a law now in the state of Texas that I help a young man get a task. We wrote the bill. Now it's law in the state of Texas that if you are witnessing a rape and you hold back information, you are just as guilty as the person that committed the, 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 the oh, offense. So, hold on. Amen. Yeah, amen. 
So 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 we we have to start writing this stuff now. We cannot wait no longer wait, and we exactly. can't wait for a savior. Now, watch, I'm pastor, so I'm not messing with the, the, the word of God, but I'm just saying we can't go find us a savior to go be our voice. We have to be our own voice, and and we mm-hmm. can't wait for somebody else. Now, I'm just saying we have to step up to the plate for ourselves. That's you right. can't take care of me the way I can take care of me. I'm sorry. Right. That's but, true. You know, That's when, exactly correct. You know, when the Savior created all of us, we were all created with a purpose. Thank Come you. on, somebody. We, did, we just set out on our purpose. See, the same creator, right. we, right. we got, got, got carried away looking at his creation. Each one of us is like, right. well, well, I'm, each I'm one of us born. I'm talking about going to find somebody else to do the work. Oh, oh yeah, after we now say yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah, about, we're still looking, like, right, okay, let me just stop chasing around the bush here. There, there are still other folks, because now uh, they see I'm gaining speed. Uh, before, it's like, oh, who's this young man that come out of uh, Southeast Texas? And my friend, now Mike Collier, uh, had 500,000 votes. I had 456,000 votes. No money, unknown, in 2018, ranked lieutenant it. governor. So, so there was a lot of doubt, even in my own backyard. They said, who are you? What are you mm-hmm. doing? So, well, the, the beginner's luck. No, no, no. That was uh, uh, grounds root, uh, work, uh, connections, work, work, <laughs> right. yeah. uh, boots worked it. on the ground, boots in the community, on the boots on the ground, like I was yes, in, yesterday. I went to five different, my wife and my daughter was with me, went to five different service stations. High in the world, we have no water. How are we doing business? Wow. We have restaurants open. With no running water, we were there yeah. yesterday. Nowhere to use the restroom. We didn't have porta mm. porta potties because we didn't realize mm. we was going to run up against a, a storm in Texas. We we have been mm. systematically left behind and fail yes. our our. I hate to say Republicans because that's who's been leading us for twenty years. And you're looking at yes. all. I'm telling you, all the way from the criminal uh, courts of appeals, all the way up to the governor's mansion, we have no representation. And I'm sorry, right. we exactly. have to stand for what's right. That's right. Absolutely. But but let me say one else. He wears his black Stetson white. People are intimidated (laughs) because he knows how to wear that cowboy hat. And he stands almost seven feet tall. Intimidated because of that black Stetson. And you know, if he wasn't a cab, if he wasn't a cab soldier. There you go. People are intimidated. People are intimidated. He walks and talks as a member of the Buffalo Soldiers. And you know, they walk and talk. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know something? I, I, can I jump in for a, a second? I sure. want to um, I want to bring out something, and I kind of lost my thought. But but the one thing that that I tell you that I do want to uh, everybody or somebody. To, to work on because um, Dr. Hagney brought in healthcare and both we're both healthcare professionals, so that's always at the top of our list. But let's look at, and I think I just heard Pastor Cooper bring in uh, the prison system and the number of people that are dying in that prison system. That's another mm-hmm. number that we're not talking. Well, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we are talking about that, mm-hmm. that you don't right. hear much about it on the news. Let's put it like that. Right. I haven't heard much right. about it on the news, right. but they're taking them out like flies. And so that's mm-hmm. a Petri dish as far as I am concerned when it comes to COVID-19 because right. they're on top of each other. There's no social distancing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, were, we started a campaign to write letters to these wardens 
uh, here, and I think I mentioned it before, and especially with uh, Pastor Cooper got a lot of uh, prison camps oh, yeah. in his town mm. in Beaumont, Texas. And mm. so we sent yeah, letters to these Port Arthur. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And we sent letters to these guys out there, uh, the wardens, to say, you know, there's some low-crime prisoners that's been serving forever and a day. Let those people go home. Get them off of our roll. We don't mm-hmm. want to have to continue to take care of them. Let their families take care of them. Mm-hmm. Send them on home. But they're not mm-hmm. doing that. And and they don't want to do that uh, because they are it's making money. money on the back. Mm-hmm. Money. Go ahead. Yep. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Jump in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why, uh, on, on, on the federal uh, side. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, President Biden stopped the uh, private, privatized uh, prison. Yes, sir. He, he did, uh, yeah, a presidential order to stop the privatized system because, because you know, a lot of people didn't realize in those contracts that they, uh, the government agreed to keep them at sixty percent occupancy, and kind of where you're going to agree, you don't know who's going to commit crime and have enough folks. So they had to convict enough folks. Oh yeah, they uh, do. Whether they, yeah, they have to oh. convict them to get to fill up the the, the agreement. Well, you know, part of, part of that issue is they will transfer individuals from another location, from another state, in order to oh, yeah. build that oh, yeah. that institution. But on the federal side, as soon as they, they get something, they lock it down. They mm. lock it down. And on the county, I was just told this afternoon that prisoners are paying for their own aspirin and Tylenol. That's exactly and that's unacceptable. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Mm. That is humanity. It's been happening for a long. It's been happening for a long time. First Sergeant, go ahead, Mister Arthur. It's not new. Hey, 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 man, I want to ask everybody this, uh, uh, a call question. When, when, when all this is over, and we look back on this, and we realize that we witnessed a many holocaust. Yes, sir. Yeah. What are we gonna? Yeah. Good What are we gonna do at that point when, when it dawns on us that this was a mini holocaust? From the, you know, we need to hold those. We need to hold so those accounted for because they are very clear. They are in the seat now, doing the job, dictating the rules, and they could have changed anything at this point. Even if they write something as a memo, it's it's an historical fact. So they've at least moved forward. And if they have not moved forward and they stagnated, then we need to prosecute them. And, you know, <laughs> there is no timeline when it comes to that because this is a humanity and this is slavery and this is unacceptable in any race. This is unacceportable for the people the, the of the United still, States. Bill Cosby still can't get out, can there you go. There you go. Still can't get. Well, well, listen to these stats. It says over 80% of people who died from COVID in Texas prisons were over the age of 55. 21 people died in prison with less than two years remaining on their sentence. They should have been released. Mm-hmm. 58% of the go. people That's who died from about. COVID in Texas prisons were eligible for parole at the time of death. There you I'm, go. Just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So That's this doesn't what make I'm talking about. Sense. It doesn't. Wow. I, I know of these four people who've been released from the federal system because they fell in the category of they did 80% of their time, some have done 100% of their time, 
or they're too sick to continue on in the system, so they needed to go home. Well, let me just tell you this for Sergeant. Yeah, that compassionate release, uh, early release, there's a lot of them who have all, they have hypertension, diabetes, they have a compromised immune system, they have lung issues, they have COPD, they have all kinds of issues, and they still have been released right out of Fort Worth, Texas. And so that's, that's one of the, because that's the medical unit there in Fort Worth. And that's one of the areas that we've written to. And then all of those in Beaumont, we said, okay, you got all these sick people, these sick old gentlemen that are there. You, they need to be in a medical facility. I said to one of the, uh, one of the uh, wardens, the black warden down there, and I said, I, I would not even want the liability of having these people with all of these illnesses in my facility. I wouldn't want that. You should send them to a medical facility. We got a few of them out of there and sent them up to the medical facility. But like you said, uh, First Sergeant, some of them have already almost completed all of their terms, but they still need mm. Go ahead. Folks, we need to put that list together, and we need to put that list together now. We have a, de- a Department of Justice right now who is responsible for the Bureau of Prisons, and yeah. we need to take advantage of a new attorney general before the next BOP um, commissioner gets put in, the director of Bureau of Prisons need to put in, because it's an old game, and we need to submit paperwork now with a list of thousands that need to be released to their families. So, And that was my question. What, what, what are you two gentlemen going to do for us to be able to help to get some of these people, which most of them look like all of us on this mm. call tonight, that's talking, that's on the panel, that's on the stage talking. All of them basically look like us. Go ahead, First Sergeant, continue on. Put me in office, folks. Put me in office. I understand <laughs> the system, and, and I know it well. I will go to each of the institutions in my district, and from there, I will fan out to the state of Texas because my district is not just my district. I represent the state of Texas, and I represent the world. So basically, I will start in my backyard, and I will work out. If I've got no institutions in my prison, then I will go to Beaumont. I will go to Port Arthur because there's two facilities there, and there's one in Jacksonville. I know of at least three. And and, and we got some right here in in Henderson, uh, what, Mm -hmm. Henderson County, back down down Mm -hmm. toward you, right, Uh, Dr. Dr. Hackney? Uh, Yes, I've got six federal prisons and and at least ten state facilities, but you know, I... I need to also include our juvenile facilities. We cannot forget because they are our future voters. Right. They are our future voters. And, you know, they deserve a second chance, and some even deserve Mm -hmm. a first chance. First chance. So, folks, Mm -hmm. you know, put put folks, you cannot do wrong with people. And face it, I'm putting my business out there. I've got folks locked up just like everybody else. Sure. I know what it is, okay? I'm not going to tell you that I don't know what you feel. I do know what you feel. 
But I understand the system, and And I will do my part. Right, and the other thing that First Sergeant can speak personally, because he has transported prisoners from one end of the world. I'm not just talking about across America. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. across country, over into other Mm -hmm. countries, back into here, back over there. Uh, not mm, to put all mm. his his background out there, but it's yeah, important yeah. for us to, us to know yeah. that he knows this yeah, up close and personal firsthand. Now, I want yeah. to hey, hear a little bit. Hey, two candidates about teachers with guns, uh, Shirley. Shirley, I see two candidates about teachers with guns in the classroom. Well, what do y'all think about teachers having guns in the classroom? Now, well, the let me have enough to deal with. They, they, they should, they, they should not have guns. They should not have guns. They have nothing to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, 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 uh. You know, I know some teachers that I've worked with. There's no way they need to be walking around with a gun. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. There you no, go. There you go. I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm – I'm, don't you think I'm a, I'm a gun supporter? I am. But you, you have a point. They have – I want you to pay attention to my child. I need you to pay attention to my grandchildren. I don't need you to be holding a gun because that's what our children are going to remember. They're going to remember that their teacher had a gun. And to take a life, life, that, that teacher will never forget that moment. For those who've been in the military, we understand what it is because it was God and country. So we understand, and it's a difficult thing, but you do it with understanding. A teacher taking a life, she'll never return back to that classroom. So, no, we don't need a teacher with a classroom. Should teachers have guns in the classroom? That's that's my question. The answer is no. He said no. He said no. no. I said no. Yeah, he said no no first. <laughs> we said, get no, the powers away from them. How are we going to give them guns? <laughs> we, the teachers can't tell us. Wait a minute. Pastor Cooper, you just nailed something. Why are we going to give them a gun when we can't even give them supplies and books and all the things they need in order to take care of their <laughs> classes? What kind of Give them a book and pencils and papers and watches. Yes, there you go. There you go. Students are outside Taco Bell trying to get the internet, get an internet uh, plug to to do their homework. I mean, come on. There you go. Well, we got two educators on on this call. We have Miss Rihanna and we have Mr. Arthur. And so let's hear from Mr. Mr. Arthur. Do you want? Well, he you already told us that there are some people you wouldn't give a you wouldn't give a weapon even if it was not in a classroom. (laughs) They don't even need look at they don't even need to be in a classroom. Okay. Okay. I didn't say that, Mr. Arthur did. Train the veterans. Train the veterans who are already trained and give them a certification for them there to be go. in a classroom and let them be a classroom marshal. First Sergeant, they don't even have to be in the classroom, just guard no, the classroom. No, we don't need all that. It's a new they day, so they need, they need security. They need security out there on the parking lot, in, yeah. in making sure perimeter. that everything is safe on that okay. perimeter. That's exactly. Oh, they don't oh, even right. need the Yeah, we don't need them all up in the classroom. I, I, yeah. I, I, like, I like to actually educate a question. We had a question on Zoom meeting today about the vaccine and teachers. 
What are y'all, okay. what are y'all feeling? What are y'all feeling about? Uh, you know, all teachers need to have a vaccine prior or for all that this confusion now. What, what's your, what are y'all? What are y'all need to have? Let's let's hear from the candidates. Let's hear from the candidates. Uh, oh, uh, she's being confused. The teachers need to be vaccinated. The, uh, the teachers need to be vaccinated. Uh, there should be no confusion on that. They're essential workers. We need our students back in the classroom, and we need to get get going because right now we're counting students uh, present, and they're absent on Zoom, and they're not learning anything, and then we get ready to standardize testing. So that's my big ticket for the past five years, pushing education. I see that uh, yeah. our kids are being left behind. Uh, uh, President Bush said no child left behind. Well, heck. We, we, we'll pass them along, and they're left behind in education, and they get that It's not worth its weight and go. I mean, it's horrible. Well, well I'm a, I'm a, can I share this really quickly? You're, you're 100% a pastor. But I remember, see, all we talk about is this star test, right? That's all we talk mm-hmm. about. It's all about, it's all right about money. They want to hurry up and get them back in there so they can take making that star money. test and, and fail it, it, it and make money. And, and let me just tell you this. It's, there you go. I remember we were talking about this on Sunday on our, our call with uh, First Sergeant's team. And so we were talking about when we were in school and, and uh, Pastor Cooper, you may, you may remember this maybe, but Mr. Arthur, you should, and that is we took the Iowa Basic Ski test. Do you remember that, Mr. Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't take one. I'm sorry, say again? I think that, I think we took a test like, I think I think we took a test like maybe once or twice the whole time. When in we the, le- in the 11th grade. We took it in the 11th grade. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, hey, uh-huh, yeah. To see, and just before we got ready to take our SAT test to see what our, our skill levels were, because we've been all the way right. through school. We got to the 11th grade, and so, mm-hmm. and everybody just did because our teachers made sure the things that we needed to learn, we made sure that we learned those things. Well, I, I want to jump back, guys. You, you've done amazing with this and uh, tonight, and I really appreciate all this information, great information that's been out there. But I want to circle back around to one thing that First Sergeant said. And he says, I'm a Democrat, and he says, I'm a conservative Democrat. And I think, I think that we have gotten these terms all out of whack. <laughs> Conservative, yep. liberal, yeah. I, I think they're yeah. all out of whack. Yeah. I really do. But, le- but let me just tell you this. I grew up in Texas. Mr. Arthur grew up in Texas. There's some more people uh, here. First starting grew up in California, uh, born, in, born in California, grew up there, understood. Uh, Dr. Hadney, I can't remember exactly. All in Texas. Texas, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. So we're all Texans, except uh, even though First Sergeant has been, I mean, his roots are from East Texas. His father came from East Texas. They're landowners down in Longview, Texas. So, so we all have these. I say that probably all of us grew up in a kind of a conservative household. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is that it, it was a, a certain traditional norm that was in our homes. We were not wasteful, but I, but it also it has several meanings and several definitions. It can be your style, your mannerism, how you were trained and brought up and taught by your family. It could be your taste. It can be of elegance, and it can be that you're just not wasteful. You have principles right. of of being uh, particular right. about your environment. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But when but when it comes to being people who help. We're liberal in our giving. 
we want to make sure that right, right and I can use there right now, go. this yeah. instance right now, we're in a pandemic. Let me tell you, I was out there at the airport this afternoon, a C-130 came in, and thanks to the Biden-Harris administration, they sent in a grip of water. And I'm going to have pallets out there on tomorrow to make sure that the people in our district and in our city, they're able to have water because they can't find water. water the pipes are broken and frozen, and, the, and we're having to boil water and all those kinds of things to make sure that we're safe. So we're not wasting well, funding. Go ahead. Uh, let me say something about the wax up label. Uh, you know, about like, the okay, that liberal, conser- that liberal conservative stuff. Okay, just like Sarge said, he he's conservative. Okay, now okay, here's the facts. Okay, if if you if you black and you want your voting rights, they call that liberal. If you want that's crazy, you want access to health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, like everybody else, they call that they call that liberal. They call that's, liberal. That's they call why, liberal. That's why yeah. I said so they're getting if these want terms all respected. Get, if you if you want your humanity respected, they call that liberal. So what I'm no. saying is, when you when you, you when you put them we put them labels on yourself, you need to kind of, you know, put some adjustments around it because 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 they'll take conservative to mean you don't want none of that. You that's why I brought. Stuff. That's why I wanted to go take that word and analyze it and dialogue on it. And I want you guys to join in, and so we can dialogue on that for the next 20 minutes and, on those and two you gotta terms. Understand, and when I say conservative, you have to understand. The first thing I said is I'm a I'm a natural-born troubleshooter. So when Dr. McKellar said my roots, I take everything I have and I make things happen. You have to do, being an operational individual, I've been being in special forces, so I know about being on the battlefield. I know about being behind enemy lines. You take what you have and you live or die and you make it happen. You make things happen for the littlest things that you have. You make dreams come and things happen, and you say whatever that makes it happen. So I, I'm a testimony because, you know, I'm a troll. Like I take, I, <laughs> you know, like a liberal. <laughs> I, I, I put fires out. I put fires out and I make things happen. Yes, so, he does. <laughs> Yes, he does. Saw, so that's why I, saw, saw, I want like, us to dialogue on that word. Go ahead. Go ahead. When we all start speaking, and the liberal side to come out in is the love and the caring, and then some people there call it communist, you know. And then when we start talking about how we were reared, and we start talking about good stock, and then all of a sudden uh, we're conservative, and we're more conservative than the the, the right. So so exactly. When I said, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so when I was you're a mayor, judge, or governor especially in the state of Texas, first of all, your job is to represent all the people. And so you have to take all that that, that it took to raise you uh, to help govern those folks. Now, I think representatives and U.S. Congress people, they're more uh, uh, of a niche in their community, so you have to almost represent those folks in that community. So if you are in a community with a bunch of liberals, you're almost owned by them or a conservative group or whatever in rural area, whatever it is. But when you're it's so high up on the ladder and you have a lot of people underneath your umbrella, I hate it when they start saying, and, 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 you know, because we're going to need, in order to win the governor's mansion, we're going to have to have Republicans, conservatives, and liberals vote. And, and, and for that person to win a, a, a seat in, in the state of Texas, you're going to need all the votes. Yes. 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 
Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I got to say something I heard on that, that I heard that was that, that apropos for all that right there. You know, the, the relationship sure. between the nation, the relationship between you know Democrats, Republicans, or basically anybody Republican nowadays, and, and, and it kind of go like this. Now, before we can come together and do all these great things, uh, you know, I need to, you know, you need to win my trust back. I That's mean, it. you know, we ain't got no trust. So mm-hmm. anything no we trust. try to put together at this particular point is just pure fakery because mm-hmm. you, the the trust has been so worn and torn. That until we have a a, a data line of demarcation where where it and uh, you know got resolved, it's going to be tough. That's all I'm saying. A lot well, of people trying to fake like stuff do. And, and they don't yeah. think you're conservative or liberal if you do the right thing. It's just like this thing with the freeze or uh, right. that we just dealt with. You know, here and and I hate to tell y'all this, but in Beaumont, Texas, we maybe have two or three people that had lights off. You know why? Because we're connected to Louisiana and energy, and their power grid is, right. is governed by the, the federal mm-hmm. government. And so that means That's we have right. mineralized and all of us. That's right. We on the, we, we're not on the Texas grid. National El Paso's grid. not on grid. I saw y'all stuff. I saw y'all in El Paso. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, well, I mean, you're right I, across that border. You're right across that line over there. So you are mm-hmm. absolutely well, well, let me just tell you this right here. We got people right here in East Texas right now that still don't have life. Our, our power was out exactly about 65 hours. It came on one time for five minutes, five minutes, and that was it. Mm. There was no rolling in our direction. But guess what? They're in my own my subdivision, if you go two streets over, those people never lost power, never. Absolutely. But there oh, yeah. was, and, and, and I wanted people to know that, that people were saying, oh, well, I bet you the people in South Tyler had lights. Well, some of them did, but some of them did not. So, uh, mm. so it, but it, it, didn't, it didn't get rolled. Uh, systematically, like mm. we were told, mm. it was going to get rolled. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no, we got rolled. Yeah, and, and Jerry Jones has rolls because he's making money off of it. They ain't getting him a dime. Yeah. They, ain't pay, they ain't getting nothing from me. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> oh, so you better pay your electric bill. Jerry Jones needs well, his money. Did well, you know that green, some uh, people uh, have a bill I'm with a green company, so 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 I'm gonna see right. the difference in mine and everybody else. I'm with a green company, so I'm not yeah. with yeah, we TXU. Gonna, we, we're, gonna see, we're gonna see ours as well because we're not on the regular uh, system. But there are some people that have bills from ten thousand dollars up to sixty. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that is unheard of. my life that charged me ten thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Any more any more questions from uh, Dr. Hagney or any of the candidates? We just are uh, uh, so happy yeah, to have Hagney, them on have to tonight. We, we, we have to get together. We, we have oh, to yeah, we will. work on this now. Yes, sir. We will. Definitely. Yeah. We'll see you yeah. Sure yeah. will. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Well, I tell you what, you guys are uh, on top of it, we we gotta we gotta make some changes from the systematic failure that we're having from uh, the pipes that need to be replaced uh, in our cities. That that was one of the I did an interview today, and so one of the uh, discussions or questions that came about was uh, of the pipes, and I and I said to them, and I've been saying this for 
a long time that I have I turn my water on and I have to run it to get the brown out of the way before the regular clear water comes through. And I said, it, it's probably not so much as, it, well, it's not. Nothing wrong with wa- water is good stuff, right? But by the time we run it through old rusty pipes that's been there forever mm-hmm. in a day that have, some cities have never changed out any pipes, what do you expect mm-hmm. that's going to happen after 50, 60, 70 years yep. of the same pipes running? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, Rome had okay. laid, you know, Rome had lead pipes. They said it's one reason they think it, it failed. Is that oh, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, Rome had lead pipes. schools right now. Our schools right now, we have schools here in Beaumont and in Dallas and Fort Worth. They've been around for over 100 right. years, and, and these pipe systems, well, you know, Caligula, they're filling out. Caligula's dealing with some crazy dudes. Mm-hmm. I know that. Right there, Tim. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, this is Black, Her- Black History Month. Black Her- of course, we know Black History is 365, but this is the specific month that we have. And I was mm-hmm. last week I was in the school district speaking to the, the young students of, about uh, they, wanted, they wanted to, their thing was that they wanted to uh, interview and have to come to speak to them. And then they, it was really unique how they put it together. They, they allowed you to speak for about 15 minutes, and then the students asked questions of the elected mm-hmm. Black elected officials, and, uh, wow. and but the one thing that I did tell them that I was I was very happy that they were looking around in their community because I said we all most students know about Dr. King and Malcolm X and Rosa yeah. Parks and what they did and all the various things I say, but there are people in the in this community like Dr. Richard Hackney, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, Mr. Arthur and and Pastor Cooper, Mr. Darrell, all that's doing great things in their own individual communities. So we need our children to know exactly who's doing what in their community. So I thought I, I commended them for that. But what I what what troubled me is to see that all those students are packed in there on top of each other because they're back in school. Mm. And so oh, wow. these children, yeah. they have their mask on. They're wearing their mask, but I felt so badly oh, right. for them that they have to continue to wear these. Well, the students, the children sometimes wear the mask, and the younger ones better than, than the adults. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, but these students, oh, I- every single one of them, not only did they have their mask on, they had them on correctly. They had their mm. nasal passages covered and not wow. hanging below their nose and not hanging below their chins and on their chins mm. and all of that. So I commended them greatly of how well disciplined uh, that oh, wow. their, uh, their principals and educators had. Go ahead. That's good. Dr. Hattie. Oh, Doc, I want to, I want to mention something. Uh, our yes. task force... Uh, on the 28th, uh, last Sunday of Black History Month, we were asking uh, uh, churches and groups and everybody for an hour of prayer. Wherever okay, you are, so it's scheduled. Anytime the church or anytime, uh, you know, we didn't set a specific time because churches have different mm-hmm. hours. We stand groups around sure. 1 o'clock individually. But the churches, mm-hmm. because we that one hour of prayer, we wanted to wind up being an annual event, the last hour, one hour the last month of black history to stop and thank uh, God for what he's done for us. Amen. Starkly. Okay, so we, that's part of our task force requesting churches and groups to do that. When we call it our wow. prayer uh, on the uh, 28th of, uh, of black history. And we want to close the month out thanking God for what he's done for us down through the years. Beautiful. And so I will, I will announce. Awesome. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Mr. Arthur. 
I got my sec- I, I, I got my second shot, so 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 I'm good. So, uh, 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 all right. So, so, so I can hug you, Eddie, so I can hug you now, Shredder, when I see you. <laughs> well, you guys don't no, be hugging no, with no, Grant. No, 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 and no. How about that? No, no, yeah, no, and not, no. Not <laughs> quite hugging yet. Still six feet social There you go. You can give, yeah. give me that virtual hug. That'll be great. There's still social distancing, still wearing that mask, still washing the hands, yeah. still using that hand yeah. sanitizer. Let, let me make, I, I thought I thought I have a couple of announcements, guys, I want to bring out because I thought Minister Major was going to come in tonight, but he's having a equality and justice for all, and that's going to be downtown tomorrow from 9 until 2, uh, downtown on the Courthouse Square. So uh, so he's requiring that you obviously wear your mask and everything. Well, and I wish I know. His I argument. made it. Yeah, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah but that's okay. make, well, what this is what he said. He said he's going to do it quarterly because he is, oh. his interest is in equality, uh, the racial profiling that he feels still exists uh, in our cities, in our East Texas, in our Texas. And so, uh, so that's what's going to, and he's concerned about the uh, unjust arrest that uh, are happening among uh, a Smith County law enforcement. So those are the mm-hmm. things that he has and the fact that he does not feel that people are being treated uh, equally and they're not being treated as hum- quote unquote human beings. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that's where that's one of the things. And then let's see, uh, let me, let me just mention also that, uh, that we heard from um, the Beto O'Rourke uh, team on last night, they gave me a call. And so they want to assist and help helping here in East Texas. He, they said, because we know that you say all the time that East Texas is always overlooked. So uh, they raised a million dollars. And then we know that uh, uh, as uh, Pastor Cooper mentioned that, um, Sheila Jackson Lee, Rep, uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, Congresswoman yes. AOC, and Congresswoman AOC uh, were together. Uh, yes, and uh, what's the other one? Garcia uh, raised Garcia. they raised two point five and brought it in. Did they put all of that into Houston, or did they spread it out into other areas of Texas? They, Do you I know? spread it out into lots of areas, okay. uh, but Houston being okay. one of the heaviest because there's a lot of problems. There. Of course, that's right. Because Ted, uh, Ted, Cruz, that, made, uh, Ted Cruz passed out some water. Did you stop yeah. it? Well, we we didn't get a chance to talk about that. We have actually about eight minutes, so I don't know if you guys have any uh, any uh, comments in regards to Cruz. Uh, we know that he was scheduled to come back on Sunday on yesterday, but after he heard all of this uh, uh, fallout here in Texas, he got right back on the plane the next day. Well, but people really, were saying, now, now, who's the, now who's the par- now who's the parent? Wait just a minute, Darth. Who is the parent? Ted Cruz or his children. Now he told people not to travel, right? He said to stay at home, don't travel, don't crowd up the airports and all that. But he gets on the airplane and goes. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. It's your you, time. You, you, uh, uh, the, the first one I want to say that Ted Cruz, and I've mentioned this on your show before about the white Hispanic, right? Because I tell you, I saw it on a, I saw it on the thing uh, on the application thing. Uh, Ted Cruz is a white is a white Hispanic, and 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 basically. And basically, uh, you know, because he's from Canada, uh, you know, mm-hmm. from Cuba, so really he ain't from nowhere. So he, yeah, really, so, so he don't have no allegiance to Texas. He ain't got no allegiance to Texas. From nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you know, he just he he, 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 he him he, him and Alan, Alan West, them the two biggest carpetbaggers that I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Where's Alan <laughs> We West gotta West? get him up out of here. I know he's in, you know, I know he's in Florida, Florida, isn't he? But what is that? Yeah, he's in Alan okay. West from Florida. 
Phil Ground yeah. was the original carpet bagger that came down here, we, and, and ever since then, saying we got a Senate seat for a carpet bagger down here in Texas. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> before we go, I, I'm going to comment on uh, your local uh, group uh, calling out the uh, African Americans that that are making history and living legends like yourself. That's what we call them locally, living legends. Hats off to them, kudos to them because, and I know I'm digressing a little bit, but I, I didn't get a chance to go around the round table. No, that's And okay. uh, because Bob uh, <laughs> is without honor in his own home, that's in it. his own country. That's it. So hats that's off it. to them for doing that because so many that's times, it. you know, I'm also president of NAACP. First thing we do uh, when we get ready to have our Freedom Fund Banquet is, uh, well, uh, let's call uh, Dr. Michelle Obama and see if she can speak. And then we find out it's a $100,000 speaking fee. You know, you but but we there have folks that's local right down the street that can mm-hmm. that can have a word and encourage us, mm-hmm. and that's all we need to keep going. So I had that's to talk it. to your group. Yeah. <laughs> Stop Great point. Great point. Great scripture, because that's absolutely yeah. correct. <laughs> One hundred. <laughs> uh, Doctor Hagney, your final comment. I just enjoy uh, speaking with everybody tonight, and I uh, just just. It's a blessing to see people um, with initiative making things happen because we definitely, for things to happen, we have to do it. So we just want to thank you all. Let's keep pushing forward because we're going to have to make this happen. Absolutely. Okay, Mr. Arthur? Yeah, uh, like I say, guys, we're going to change movement, a change time. Uh, This next election coming up is going to be the next most important election we'll ever have. We really got to start the work now. Because these folks ain't playing. Yep. <laughs> they want us dead. Yes, Let's vote and save, okay? Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Um, let's see. First Sergeant, your final comments or anything that you want us to know in regards to your campaign or whatever it is that you need to say. In the days to come, we just need to move forward and we need to move forward fast. So please. The literature is going to be out there. The name is going to get out there, and we've got to pass it. I realize I'm behind the curve, but I'm not. They're behind the curve, and I can handle it. So, please, I need everybody's help because I'm no different than you. Let me represent you in Washington, and you'll see that I won't be taking vacations and making the excuse of my child uh, needs to go to Disneyland or Disney World. Uh, There's a time and place, as my parents and grandparents told us. So please, let's support us who are running for office because the change is coming, the change is now. And the last thing that I do want to make clear, teachers need hazard pay. They need hazard pay because they're just as equal as cops and firemen and nurses. You have kids coming from every house, from every block, from every different, as the doctor told you tonight. Everybody is coming from a different way of life. So, and we're going straight to one classroom from 6 to 20. That teacher deserves because she has a household of her own. So help her. Thank you, Dr. McKellar. 
Yes, sir. We'll help her help the students. Yes, uh, I, I I say that uh, <coughs> Daryl Eddings is a, is a is a fresh start. He's got a new vision, and uh, oh. and I think that he can manage our future uh, from from six, as he said. Uh, and he won't just be uh, the congressperson from six. He will be the congressperson for all of Texas and to represent us in Washington, D.C., because what that's why it's so important for us to have the right people elected into these positions right. on the state level, uh, like Tom right. Cooper, and on the on the federal, the national level, yeah. because when they make that vote, they're voting for everybody in this country, not right. just District 6, but for the United Absolutely. States of America. That's right. Uh, that's Pastor right. Cooper, any final comments from you in regards to your campaign? Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, the way we came up with the uh, George Floyd Act, the uh, event we hosted yesterday, to make sure that the bill gets signed and passed and make sure it goes to the federal government. And stuff. Like I said, we're making a difference right now. Because of the coalitions and, and the friends and allies we're making now with the 100 black men, the 100-plus black women, the Texas Black Coalition Democrats, the black caucuses, and it's LULAC, uh, the Hispanic groups. I mean, all of these groups are coming together right now. And, and, and that's how I'm, I'm, I'm doing a grassroots campaign right now. But watch this. It also opens up the door when they send us to Austin that they're still at the table. So that's okay. how we get things done. Right now, we're not mm-hmm. at the table, and we're not going to be invited exactly. to the table, even if we send the wrong Democrat. We have to send the right, right. person to represent us. We got us. the right person. That's very right really good. Ms. Arthur, you have a final we, – we're actually about out of town. Do you have a, have a final comment, then I'm going to say what I need to say, and then we're going to turn it over to Ms. Rihanna and let us end, let her end with our theme song. Ms. Arthur, quickly. Hey, Mike, we don't need a tape. We're yeah. going to bring our own tape. Yeah, I was going to say about right out of time. Thank you. We can bring our own chairs. Well, listen, I have a comment. I have, a, I have an announcement as well. Uh, as you know, I serve on city council here locally, and so I signed uh, and filed for my re-election uh, to uh, city council district three. And so my, my theme, my new theme is tomorrow is a great place, building a greater tomorrow with Councilwoman Dr. Shirley McKellar re-elect, and I guarantee you I'm going to take this district to the next level. And when I leave leave out of this, you're not going to recognize North Tyler. Thank you, guys. This has been an amazing show. You are outstanding. Love you you all. Look forward to being right back here again on next Monday. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna. We'll give it to you. This is Marvelous Monday. Bye now. I'm going to come eat at every place down there. <laughs> Don't you Do hurt nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Miss Rihanna. One day, yeah. when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day, when the war is won, we will be sure. The heavens, no man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. 
justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, his spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego The biggest weapon it's to stay peaceful, we sing, our music is the cuts that we bleed through, somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany, now we right the wrongs in history, no one can win the war individually, it takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy, welcome to the story we call victory, the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. One day, when the glory comes, it will be Good night.